Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the questions of fictional journalist Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern life and love. You are joined by Jerry Jared, Juno Dawson and Smith Jared, Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> Hi, um, who who was Jerry Jared again? Was that his original that's name? That's his original name, yeah. He was <laughs> Jerry Jared, yeah. Yeah, you can't be called that, can you? How are you, um, Dylan? I'm good. I'm a bit pissed off because I never realised that our social lives now revolve around the weather even more than they used to. And it's a terrible forecast for this weekend, so all of my plans have been rained off. But never mind. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I'm, de- I'm delighted because it was meant to be my wedding day. Yes. So, so I'm like, bring on the weather. Bring on the rain, yeah. Mm. But as, as problems go, it's a temporary one. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, and it's been obviously it's been turbulent this week. Obviously, feeling very sort of powerless from down in Worthing, nowhere near any of the Black Lives Matter marches. Were you were you uh, able yeah. were you able to bob along? I went along to the first one, um, the Trafalgar Square one, with a friend, and we got halfway there, and then she understandably I think freaked out about the lack of social distancing and stuff I wasn't too bothered but she was so I had to kind of respect her wishes but it was what we saw of it was an amazing vibe Um, and keep doing it honestly do do whatever you can no peace it's very simple and as well a little list of some big brands who are supporting the Trump 2020 re-election oh yes we've got McDonald's we've got KFC we've got Pizza Hut oh my god take your money elsewhere if you need a burger that badly get one from somewhere else we are not you know if we are allying ourselves with Trump's re-election you are no ally of black people people of colour or LGBTQ people Anyway, um, let's get to a show that never once featured a black person. It's Sex and the City. (laughs) Yay. Um, Yay. We're on series two, episode 14, The Fuck Buddy. A bit of a filler episode, but some great moments. Yeah, it was pleasant. I was feeling a bit sort of meh this morning and watching it actually cheered me up because it's just sort of a nice, unchallenging, pleasant episode, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I think I liked this. And I think Sir Jessica Parker was aware as well that fans liked Carrie to be single. And, And actually, it was during her single moments that the show felt, I guess, it went back to its origins because... 
you know, we met Carrie as a single woman. And I think, I think we enjoy seeing that. And I think, and I've always felt that in season six, when Carrie screams at Miranda in the street, I can't be single for you. That was actually, that was actually almost addressing the audience, which is, you know, yes, we, we enjoy Carrie's adventures as a single woman, but actually she does want love kind of, but um, we, we love Carrie in this one. So although again, it's one of those episodes that has very little to do with fuck buddies. Yeah. Um, the question that we need to answer this week is, are we all dating the same person over and over? That's quite an interesting one this week, I thought. Mm. Yeah. So shall I do a potted synopsis first? I would love that. My body <laughs> is ready. So Carrie has got a ridiculous umbrella. Um, <laughs> the end. That's it. The end. The end. But just, I could not ignore the size of that. It actually made me angry because, like, in like particularly in London, when people have umbrellas that size, you're like, honestly, just fuck off. But yeah, Carrie is exploring whether she can get more out of her relationship with her fuck buddy, who is Dennis Duffy from Thirty Rock. I don't know the actor's name. I don't want to know the actor's name. Let's just refer to him as Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. So, yeah, so Carrie uh, has a great casual thing going with Dennis and in kind of a typical, slightly annoying Carrie style things, but this this can't be it. I need to get more out of this. Samantha is has got a couple next door who she's intrigued by, who she listens to having sex. Charlotte is trying out the concept of dating multiple men and Miranda is dating... Um, a very angry man called yeah. Kevin. Um, let's, let's deal with Miranda in Act 2 because I've got quite a lot I want to say about Kevin. Oh, okay. All right, mm. cool. Yeah, so should we... I mean, should we go to the question at the start? Sure, because or... I, th- I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, this idea of are we all attracted to the same people time and time again. This is discussed as the girls have a picnic which raises more questions than it answers. Question 1, where did they all get China mugs from? Like, what kind of picnic have you ever been on where you would drink out of a mug? Question two, what in the living fuck is Miranda wearing? <laughs> well, what in the name of living fuck is Carrie wearing? Now, She's this a, is... It's quite Bavarian, isn't it, Carrie's outfit? Yeah, and this is one that Patricia Fields has justified because it is one of the most criticised Carrie costumes in that, yes, yeah, she is dressed like she is high on the hills as a lonely goat herd. <laughs> Um, Gwen Stefani winded up <laughs> and um, she has even drawn little freckles on her face um, and, oh my god I didn't notice that yeah <laughs> P- Patricia Fields explained that this is a woman who does very much dress for the occasion and she's going on a picnic so she has dressed like an extra from that scene in Cabaret with the Nazi youth I still don't really understand it. Samantha's looking character Samantha's, Samantha's looking chic I think. Mm. Um, and yeah, Miranda, I, <laughs> a bucket hat with a, on top of a hood. I'm, <laughs> I, don't know I mean, maybe happening. she's going on a protest. Because yeah, obviously, a... if, if you are going on a protest, it's really important that you kind of cover up any identifying features. And yeah. Miranda's hair would have been a giveaway. Yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe, do you know what? I would like to think in <clears throat> if this show was happening in 2020, Miranda would have been on a Black Lives Matter march. Miranda would have been possibly Samantha as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Charlotte and Carrie. Would oh my have. god, Charlotte would have been <laughs> calling the cops as they came down her street. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in the park, and then yeah, in the park they're discussing 
Is that when they're discussing dating the same yeah, sort of Yeah, and man? do they have patterns? So it's yeah. kind of, so I love the idea that Samantha has to have a wall between her and her sexual partners. And that's <laughs> very, very much her pattern. Quite what on was, the nose. <laughs> what, what was Charlotte's pattern? Uh, oh, she, under- she puts all her eggs in one basket, that's it. Yes, all her deviled eggs, yeah. Um, and then gets her heart broken. Yeah, it's, this, is, this was an interesting one for me because I had a pattern... Oh, what was um, your pattern? So I always dated quite sort of eccentric, artistic people. I dated sort of drag queens and performers and a YouTuber once. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and it was always a lot of fun. And I definitely don't regret doing it, but it never worked. And it was always like... And always never worked in quite extreme ways as well. Ending in like sort of 2am people jumping out of taxis, like fights at warehouse parties. Um, you can you can picture it. <laughs> and then I decided to try something different. And I'm still in that relationship now. How did so, you, how, I don't know, how did you meet Chris? So he was working at QX when I started working there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he was one of the editors. In fact, I they were hiring for an editor, and I interviewed for his jo- for, for the job and didn't get it. He got the job, and then I got, like, a lower-down job instead. <laughs> and then I became the editor, so who won that? <laughs> um, you got a boyfriend and a job. Yeah. Hurrah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's how we met. Um, we met professionally. But because yeah, you, was... you, and, you and Chris complement, e- complement each other so well. Mm. You know, you are, yeah, very well-balanced. But I think for me, I think that's what I needed. I think I need someone different from me. Yeah. What, what about, what's your experience? So my pattern, if I had one, was... So for all of my 20s, it was slightly older men, mm. um, slightly enigmatic men who weren't fully opening themselves up in some way. Right. Because pre-transition... It was difficult. I very much needed... Oh, this sounds so binary and so disappointingly gender stereotyped. (laughs) But I like... I really, really needed men who were quite... Well, overbearingly masculine. Right, yeah. Because in a way that affirmed my femininity. You know, in a a way before I realised, you know, you can affirm your own femininity by, you know, just being a woman. You know, kind of... I was looking... And again, I was looking for something that was missing in myself. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And that defines all of my 20s relationships, which Mm. is, I thought, if I had the right boyfriend, that sort of that nagging sense of something being amiss would go away. You know, I I spent all of my time just thinking the reason I felt sad was because I was single. And that wasn't the reason I was sad. The reason I was sad is because I wasn't really being myself. But then post-transition, I don't know if there was a pattern, actually. I think the guys that I dated were very, very different. And so I I don't think there was any sort of noticeable pattern i think obviously i was dating for about maybe four years before i met max and so maybe that was the difference maybe in that four years there wasn't enough time to develop a pattern or possibly there wasn't actually a bit of a decide i wanted love really invest in finding a man have a terrible experience (laughs) 
swear off men, never dating ever again. That's it. I'm going to be celibate for life. That would last maybe six months and then I would do it all again. Do you know what? I feel like you're not alone in that pattern. <laughs> I think it's probably quite common. And my, my, I heard my friend Niall is listening from Sydney. Hello, Niall. I miss you and I love you. Um, he, he would regularly point out on my Facebook when I would, when I would say, that's it. I'm never dating ever again. He would say, yep, I could set my watch to this. We had this conversation six months ago. I'll see you back here in six months. Oh my God. We need those friends, don't we? Like... Absolutely. Yeah. To hold a mirror up to our bullshit because otherwise you are just going to keep repeating the bullshit. So maybe that's how you break your pattern. And that's what the girls in Sex in the City do. They try to break Charlotte out of her pattern, but it, it doesn't end well. Well, let's deal with Carrie first. Yeah. And Dennis. He works in telecommunications. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, do you know what? Obviously very happy to be getting married, but that booty call where she's like, can you come around for about six? And he's like, I'll be there for 6.30. He comes around and they just get down to it. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I miss that sometimes. Yeah, I know what you mean. I loved it as well. I thought it was really realistic of a portrayal of like a casual hookup. It was, I mean, she was basically firing up Grinder. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> um, no, no, because, no. No, because he's a regular partner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it had, it had parallels. Um, like when you, it, it had that same very adult thing that you get on Grinder me that you get on like a good Grinder me or, or with a regular sex partner, which is yeah. very like, we know what we're both here to do. We're going to be matter of fact about it. We're going to put a time limit on it. We've got shit to do, but we need to have sex. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Now, I think there is a difference between, because if it's, so this is casting my mind, but, but when it was just <clears> a hookup, <throat> I mean, my dear straight cisgender listeners, are we at a stage yet where straight cisgender people are able to hook up in the way that queer people can hook up on Grinder. That is a genuine question. Like, I know that Tinder for straight cis people can be a hookup app, but are people yeah. just going, I mean, obviously not at the moment with social distancing, but can straight cis people just arrange a sex meet? Please let us know. Get in touch with us. I'm genuinely fascinated to know. I um, thought of, um, I thought of well, while watching this episode, I thought of Candice Carty-Williams and some of the stuff that she said when she was on. And... I think she said something about that this that yes this does happen. Good. I hope um, so because yeah. I love that quite transactional nature of Carrie wants sex, Dennis wants sex. Let's just do it. 6:30, brilliant. You know, this was 1999. Have you ever had the sex in the city definition of a fuck buddy? Yeah, but it's surprisingly like for me anyway, it's surprisingly rare to like get a good groove with someone and to get that right balance. Yeah, maybe I'm just bad at sex. <laughs> I, so, well, that's the question I think we're answering next week, Dylan. So don't get, don't get ahead of yourself. But um... Um, no, but it's just like yeah, I've had I've had like two or three, but not uh, I don't see that as very many. I had one. I had a really really good one way back when. Although I'm gonna really sort of out myself as a wrongen now because um, he did have a partner who. I had also at one point slept with. This was around this was around the time I knew it was time to get the fuck out of Brighton when I realized I had literally slept with all of Brighton. That's an exaggeration. I didn't really. Just about. Um so um I was seeing a guy 
And he was super reliable. He was on time. You know, you could plan your evening around him because you knew approximately how long he was going to be there for. And, you know, I also, because the thing when you're doing that random hooking up on Tinder or Grindr or wherever it is you do it, you're never really sure what you're going to get. And, you know, you know, so what, what, you know, what are they going to be like? Are they good in bed? What do they really look like? So this guy whose name I'm clearly not going to say on the radio, you know, I knew he was gorgeous. I knew he was polite and charming. I knew he was clean. I knew he was amazing in bed. So that's, for me, the benefit of the fuck buddy, which is, you know, exactly what you're going to get. It's the same way that, you know, Wagamama, you know exactly, <laughs> you know what that katsu curry is going to be oh like. Oh my God. That is such, that is like the best. And like, Wagamama is a fuck buddy. Like, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Wagamama, the fuck buddy of takeout food. Oh my God. Yeah. They should, they should really adverti- advertise themselves as that. Like, we are your culinary <laughs> fuck buddy. Oh my God. Oh my, like that, that was a real eureka moment for me when you said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Carrie can't accept, despite how good it is and how healthy it is, she can't accept that there isn't more. She says, what does she say? I, I made it, I'm, I wrote it down because it was like... It's time to get said, him off the bench. Yeah, she said, was it really possible that someone so stimulating in bed could be so tedious in life? <laughs> and I was like, yes, Carrie, yeah. yes, it is possible. People can be amazing at sex and really boring. <laughs> in fact, yeah, yeah, I can think of a couple. Although I've slightly <laughs> done this. There were a couple of guys in my past who would have been better off as fuck buddies and I tried to make them something that they weren't oh so you literally have done this including going into quite a long term relationship with one of them and my friends are going to know exactly who it is I'm talking about but there, there was one guy who really was incredibly handsome and polite charming all those things I said and at that time I was really smarting over a breakup and both me and my ex I think were in a bit of a race to see who could find a boyfriend fastest and so I so I ended up with this guy when actually I should have just kept him as a fuck buddy. I've done it the other way around. I've I've gone back to like people who I've been in long term relationships with, like just for sex. Yeah, that, and I think that can be quite healthy as well. Like we didn't work out as a couple, but we always had great sexual chemistry. Why not? Yeah. It's so awkward when she says, I made reservations at a sushi restaurant. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Her horror as well. No, sushi, Japanese food. Also, when she orders sake and he's like, sake to me. <laughs> so we've, all, we've all been on that date, including once I went on a truly terrible date with a very drunk man who I think might have had a drink problem. We God. went to Moshi Moshi, which is... Actually, it's now called Moshimo in Brighton, an amazing sushi place. And mm. he started putting his empty plates back on the conveyor belt and we got through. <laughs> we got thrown out. Oh, my God. And I think at that place, we should take a tiny little break. Yes. And then let, let's come back and talk about the other three. And we'll see you in a sec. Bye. Bye. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi there and welcome back. This season we are being sponsored by our good friends at Brighton Gin, Brighton's independent gin distillery. And each week, in the spirit of Sex and the City, we will be bringing you a cocktail recipe that you can perfect with Brighton Gin. And this week, this one sounds absolutely delicious. It's the Pink Negroni. So it is oh, yeah. a variation <laughs> on my absolute favourite. You will need 35 millilitres of Brighton Gin, 25 millilitres of rose vermouth or sweet white vermouth, 15 millilitres of Aperol, ice and a wedge of pink grapefruit. You are going to combine the gin, vermouth and Aperol in a tumbler with a small handful of ice, stir until the outside of the glass feels cold and then just garnish with your pink grapefruit and a basil leaf if you've got one lying around. And once again, I want to start daytime drinking. From what you've said, that sounds very up your street. That is very much my jam. Yeah. So we've still not really answered this question about <laughs> are we all dating? Well, actually, we've kind of established that I think possibly we are all prone to dating the same person over and over. So we've answered that one. Yeah. So, um, I think we can establish that Carrie made a flaw by attempting to date her fuck buddy. I love yeah. I love the last bit and it's really stuck with me that the the patterns you have in between relationships. Oh I yeah, greasy greasy Chinese and feeling restless and there's yeah. something about that and when I was single I couldn't think of any other word for it other than the, that unique <clears throat> restlessness of being single. That yeah. sense that sense of looking for something and I thought that was a beautiful line in the script and and I think it really did encapsulate the sort of the wistful longing of being single sometimes yeah totally it really stuck with me as well I think Mm. I I remember watching that when I was much younger and that line really sticking with me but then I mean that's not to say that I'm sure that some people have dated fuck buddies and like that it's turned into relationships but Mm. I think for the most like I think kind of the point of a fuck buddy is that they don't work in that other way like it's it's almost it would almost be it would be wrong to like try and make it anything more than that by definition. This one was written by a name I've not heard of, Meryl Marco and Darren Stark co-wrote it together. Yeah, um, which is good. Um, yeah. Let's shall we deal first of all with Miranda's pattern? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why do I like him? Oh my god, Dylan, get therapy. <laughs> so now I think. For me, it was all quite funny until the scene where Miranda wipes down his pint of beer. So he yeah. doesn't, that felt 
like typical behavior of a woman who is entering into an abusive relationship. Yeah, that was quite ominous, wasn't it? Yeah, if you if you are treading around a man's feelings, um, how is that? Not abuse, you know, yeah. kind of. And remember, abuse isn't always, well, We sh- this is the absolute basic, you know, abuse doesn't have to be physical. Of course, it can be verbal. And this is a man who is screaming at her and calling her an idiot and belittling her and saying she lives in Neverland. And, and I think if that was happening to a friend of mine, every single red flag would be going and the alarm bells would be ringing. And I'd be like, you are in an abusive relationship, Miranda. This man, even if he's not screaming at you, the fact that she is modifying her behavior and wiping down his drinks mm. to so that he can regulate his rage is is abusive you know that it had a it had a particular extra punch as well because it's miranda and she would like never usually do something like that exactly so i found that again and it's so difficult sex in the city it's a 25 minute sitcom you know how, yeah. how are they gonna and we, we talked about this in episode two of season two with um susan sharon and her fucking psychotic husband oh yeah similar vibes yeah yeah it's kind of like this isn't okay and i hope that 20 years on that when when we watch this man being emotionally abusive, that we, you know, and and actually it bodes well that when when they're in that restaurant, Carrie and Samantha and Charlotte don't turn a blind eye to his bullshit, and they say, yeah, he's cute in a tightly wound kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they could they do call it out, and yeah. but unfortunately, then Miranda again does what a woman potentially in an abusive relationship would do, which is she excuses his behaviour. Oh, it's just because he's stressed at work. Mm. Oh, it's just because. Oh, it's just because. Oh, Mm. you know, things will be better when we're not in lockdown. Things will be better once he has his promotion. Things will be better (laughs) once, you know, fuck that shit. Why are women constantly making excuses for abusive men? It boils my piss. Yeah, and there was a lot of that, um... I mean, this. I'm sure it's still going on, but there was. We talk a lot about um, how things were presented in the '90s, and I think, and around this general Sex and the City time period, and there was a lot of it, wasn't there? There was a lot of like men acting gross and just being excused for it by women. You know, obviously, it's encouraging that in the end, Miranda hits her wall, and enough is enough before this relationship. Although. Spoiler alert, this man has also infected her with chlamydia, as we learn in a few weeks' time. So um, it's frustrating in a way, but it's great that Miranda gets out. And it's just, again, you know, now we know with hindsight that what Miranda achieves with her life, not being with an abusive man. She goes on, she meets Steve again, they have a child, she makes partner, she, you know, flourishes in her career, she buys a beautiful home in Brooklyn, um, which presumably she then sold for several million dollars because Brooklyn gentrified. Um, So, you know, we, we know what that woman achieved through not being in an abusive relationship with a fucking nutcase so yeah totally i think the reason that i said i liked him <laughs> was because um i just really loved their chemistry in that f- very first scene after the movie 
um, when he's like, get in the cab, Jean Shallot. And she's like, Jesus. Um, it was just, that was a funny scene. Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously like riffing on kind of like screwball comedies of the sort of the 30s and 40s. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think media representations of, when we, t- we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think media representations of what a relationship should look like. We talked about it last week with pain. You know, should relationships be full of conflict? And actually in real life, no. What works what works on television isn't for real life. Well, I wrote down something that Carrie said. Carrie's been listening to our podcast. Has because, she? Because she said um, <clears throat> when she was toying with dating Dennis, she said, did I believe a relationship had to be difficult in order to work? So she's had the same realisation that we've had. Um, but unfortunately... Um, it didn't work. But yeah, it's again this thing of like painting like it has to be full of pain and drama and like all the rest of it. Relationships are meant to be funny. Last night, I mean, I'm granted, you know, Max and I are not the poster couple for healthy and happy relationships. But last night we were in bed and I was just howling with laughter. It was just, you know, Max, you know, we were doing, I was like, right, I want you, you know, sort of like, I want you to sort of practice your sexiest seduction techniques. I was crying (laughs) with laughter. It was so funny. And I realised, you know, no, there hasn't been any conflict ever between Max and I. Don't get me wrong, sometimes we piss each other off, but never, there's never been a hurdle to overcome. We've never had to, you know, and nor does he fucking scream at me in the street. Or threaten waitresses. So, so Samantha smoking a joint and having a wank while listening to her neighbours have sex is quite a mood. <laughs> it, it is a mood, but I did think after a while, Samantha would be the sort of person who would have a gazillion fuck buddies. I don't yeah. think. I don't think Samantha would need to be masturbating through a wall. No, but then I did kind of feel like she was just doing it, like, just for the hell of it. Yeah. But, like... Maybe but she, she had thrush. Could yeah, been, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, or maybe she was waiting two weeks before she got her HIV test. She was in that window, perhaps. Well, no, we know um, she wasn't because she's never had an HIV test. Remember? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. yeah. We're, we're about to learn that. So. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. She's a bit annoying at the end of her story when she goes over and establishes that she's not attracted to them and then proceeds to literally, like, pull her bed away from the wall. Again, like... I like to think that given how sexually free Samantha is, she might have just gone through with it and I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, or... I Yeah, who knows? I mean, that was... I don't know if that plot line was worth it for the punchline, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really much of yeah. a punchline, oh, oh, that old. Lol. Yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Charlotte, however, I kind of respect what she was doing. I I, <laughs> I agree that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, I love her. I love her face when she asks out that yoga guy, and he's just like, "Yeah, great." And then it cuts to her face, and she's like, "Oh, oh my god." <laughs> it's it's that simple. I think the second guy is hotter than the first guy but I think rookie mistake all Charlotte needed to do so she was on the right lines but it was madness madness to schedule two dates for the same night yeah like what why would why would anybody want to do that what an absolute pain in the ass oh do you know what this is what made me think of Candice because she was talking about this what's it's called something isn't it when you date multiple people at the same time but yeah at the same time but not on the same evening yeah true but I remember her saying that it was like there's a name for it 
and she said she can't do it because it's like spinning plates. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I could date multiple people at once. I call the early stages of dating auditioning. Oh yeah. Because if you're in the first two or three weeks, I think you are perfectly entitled to have first, second, third dates with more than more than one partner because the odds of one of those early dates translating into something more significant is tiny. So I think you can certainly have multiple introductions. I I just think Charlotte fucked up in <laughs> she terms got too, of admin. She got carried away. Yeah, just, you know, God see one of them on Friday night, one of them on Saturday night. I think now, for me, and it'd be interesting to know your take on this, for me the game changed slightly if I was having sex with one of them. And it, it just started to feel a bit murky once, well, I'm having sex with that one, so should I be dating anybody else? And certainly not maybe having sex with both of them at the same time. I, so I never did that. I'm going to be very honest and say that if I was going on a date, back when I was dating, if I went on a date with someone, like usually that meant I was also going to be having sex with them. <laughs> oh, interesting. See, so, mm, but post, yeah. we've not been here for a little while, but we're in trans corner. Yay. Yay! Bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. Post transition, one of the ways that I weeded out the chasers, as we call them on the circuit, yeah. one of the ways yeah. that I weeded out chasers was by, was by making them wait a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's, I understand that. Yeah. So that was a way yeah. of making sure they weren't just trying to get with a trans girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah. we've we've reached the natural conclusion of this, yeah. yeah. So we have established that we don't just date the same person over and over, but we are all possibly prone to forming patterns. Yeah. Do you think it's different to having a type? Yeah, because I feel like a type is more... When people talk about what their type is, it's often quite focused on physical characteristics, isn't it? And can we say, going full circle back to what we were talking about at the very top of this episode, bravo bravo to Grinder for finally getting rid of race filters. Oh, you have though? They have done. They've said enough is enough. And of course, now that is going to throw a spanner in the works of all those racists who were like, oh, you know, it's not that I'm racist. You know, I just don't fancy black people. And it's just not my type. And also, if you flip the coin as well, it's going to discourage um, fetishization. That's good. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like kind of insane that it was ever there in the first place. Like, you're like, I, how- yeah, like <laughs> is there a way I can use this app without even seeing black men? Oh, great. There is. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So- I suppose one thing, one thing that I, w- one possible benefit to it might be that like, if, say, a person of colour would only feel safe meeting up with another person of colour. That's the only, like, potential advantage. But, um, you know, there's other ways to do that, I think, aren't I there? mean, because obviously I benefited Grinder. You can use Grinder as a trans person um, to... So basically, my with my filters on my Grinder back in the day, all I could see were other trans women, or trans men, in fact, other trans people plus people who were interested in meeting trans people. So basically, because I 
you know, a lot of gay men were not interested in meeting trans women. So actually that filter was incredibly helpful. But if you are a gay or bisexual man who is looking to meet other men and you can't even deal with seeing people of colour, I think that's a problem, actually. Oh my God, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so well done, Grinder. Well done, Grinder. Um, Also, quickly, I love that Charlotte's two men share a cab home. That's so cute, yeah. Maybe (laughs) I bet they go and have sex. Oh, that'd be great. I hope they went home and had sex. And in in the 2020 (laughs) version, that's exactly what they did, yeah. So next week, next week's a great one. Oh my God. Oh, it's such a good one. (laughs) Shortcomings starring, is it Justin Justin Theroux's back? It's Justin Theroux. He's back as a different character. And his mum is played by an amazing actress called Valerie Harper, who very recently passed away. But um, we'll we'll talk about her much more next week because she's one of my all-time favourite Sex and the City cameos. Same. You have been listening to um, at Juno Dawson. And at Dylan B. Jones LDN. <laughs> you can find us both at SIGTT Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.